nightmare. Hello and welcome back to Cinema Subculture Special, on which we are looking at the Batman films mm-hmm. throughout the years. Uh, last time we spoke about the Tim Burton series of films, Batman and Batman Returns. Tonight we'll be looking at Batman Forever and Batman Robin. Uh, I'm just going to spend a little bit of time in each, Gary. Okay, yeah. Probably should introduce ourselves. Mm-hmm. But never mind. I'm Simon. Yeah, I mean, they know who we are, don't uh, Well, they? if they're yeah. listening, they'll probably want to know who we are. We'll just do it anyway, and you can, you can add it, you can cut it right in. Okay. You just slot it in. Right. You can do that, Gary. I can do that. I know you can. My name's Simon. And I'm Gary. Okay, so, we'll get this one over nice and quick, will we, Gary? Well, yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, Don't want to beat a dead horse. No. Um, these films are widely considered, I think, to be the worst of the bunch. Mm. When it comes to the Batman films, would you agree with that, Gary? I think so, yeah. Um, would you would, would you actually say that yourself, though? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure I wasn't like, these are my favourite films and everyone hates them. <laughs> Um, so we'll look at 1995's Batman Forever. Do you want to give us a bit of a plot rundown, Gary? That seems to be your thing. So the main thrust of the plot is the origin story of the Riddler. Right, uh-huh. And he seeks revenge on Bruce Wayne. Sure. Slash Batman. Sure. And intertwined, you have uh, the origin story of Robin as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Whose parents have been killed by Harvey Dent, two-faced character. Would you? I mean, I would argue that the thrust of the, the, both of these films are are bat nipples. Well, I mean, oh. that, that's the, I would say that's the thrust of the films. <laughs> they don't seem to appear to you know exist for any other reason. Um, that's what I take away from the film. Th- yes, I think, yeah. Uh huh. Except when it comes to Batgirl <laughs> and Batman Robin, they, they they chose not to give her nipples, which yeah. I think is a bit sexist. But well, that's what Schumacher said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it seems they wanted to shift towards a later feel <clears throat> for this film. Yeah. There was a kind of consensus that Batman Returns was, went a bit dark. And apparently, like, it was also consensus by the studio that it wasn't a great like, financial success. I mean, I right. don't really know what the numbers are on it, but I mean, I don't remember. I remember when it came out. Mm-hmm. I think I went to see it at the cinema. I can't remember. I don't even know what, what certificate it was. But I don't remember it being like, a failure. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You? Have any recollections? Ah, uh, I don't. I couldn't really say. I don't think I saw it at the cinema. I mean, it's one of those things that like you can't imagine how well. I mean, after how well Batman did, eighty mm-hmm. uh, Batman, yeah, that bring it back with the Catwoman and Penguin characters yeah. in it, and still Michael Keaton mm-hmm. and Tim Burton. You can't imagine that doing worse. I know. You know what I mean? Ah. To me, that I just think that's weird. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers just now. It was like an 80 million budget, and it made like 266 box mm-hmm. office. Yeah, 266 million. I don't know, but that that was just one of the things I read that it was apparently like maybe that's just an excuse. I know Tim Burton had said that he went in to speak about the next film, mm-hmm. and he got the heavy impression that they really didn't want him to do right, it. Right? Yeah. Um. So, and he was kind of not that keen on doing another one anyway. But right. Um. Yeah, because I, I don't think Returns is any darker really than Batman. It's more Tim Burton-esque. It's more gothic. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it was darker, necessarily. It's In some ways, it's lighter. It's, it's, it's a bit there's more a, There's a, a bit more camp feel. to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh-huh. but, um, it does have its darkness as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, kind of, Batman had a kind of Dick Tracy, you know, not not the movie Dick Tracy, there, you know, a Dick Tracy-esque, like, noir, yeah. like, you know, very much 30s almost, mm-hmm. look to it and feel to it. Gangster film. Aye. You know? 
whereas this had a bit more of a freaks feel to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, the circus and stuff. But no, I know what you mean. There's definitely elements that that feel more gothic, and if if that's what they mean by darker, then mm. sure. Um, it definitely feels more of a Tim Burton like style film that we came to know later on. Mm-hmm. But I guess with by '89's Batman, he'd only done Pee Wee's Playhouse, right. the Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. Sorry. So really, we didn't know what a Burton esque film was like. Mm-hmm. You know, with the kind of Beetlejuice look, or mm-hmm. he done Beetlejuice. Was that, I think Beetlejuice was before. You, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they got yeah. before. Yeah, sure. But I don't know if it was out yet when they started. Oh, making, right, okay. But yeah, you know, I know what you're right. saying. But this, I mean, talking about Burton films, we're talking about Schumacher films. That's how much I love them. <laughs> um, I remember, I remember when Batman Forever came out, and I was like mega excited. Yeah. Like, when this film came out, I, I mean, this was I had blooming I had Seals soundtrack right. tape. I had the U two tape as well. I used to play them <laughs> back to back and everything. I had the sticker book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean, like, and then it was like, now looking back on it is, yeah, I remember. I, I even remember yeah. like watching it and enjoying it, and I mean we watched it this time. Mm-hmm. I mean we we will come to Batman Robin in a second, but like it was kind of boring. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it felt I don't know if it's uh you know something of the, the amount of times I've seen it, but mm. it did feel kind of. <sighs> come on, get on with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's not a terrible film, but uh, it's pretty it's pretty dull. There's nothing mm. I don't feel is in, interesting. It's not quite entertaining enough to just throw out all this sort of thematic depth and say Rod's gonna have a, a good time. Sure. I mean that being said, like Jim Carrey's Riddler is pretty good. That's one. I the mean that's I'm not saying it saves the film by any yeah. means, but it's definitely entertaining to watch. And I mean at that point, he was in his his peak. Oh yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, Jim Carrey. Um, and I mean he does it well and I, I, I couldn't really imagine anyone in that film else playing that I guess mm-hmm. I mean that, that there's a lot of apparently deleted stuff right. from the script and stuff they shot that was gonna that, you know attempt to make this a darker film Okay, but I don't know well, I saw some of the deleted scenes I don't know if it would have particularly saved it um, I mean what do you think did you check out any of the deleted stuff I didn't see them no no I mean I don't know there was some interest well that's no, interesting. There was some stuff cut that was in, like the you know the trailer mm-hmm. and stuff. You know stuff. You just, you, oh my god, that wasn't in the film. Oh yeah, was there a, a bit about sort of backstory of it was about um, Wayne's psychological sort mm-hmm. of uh, yeah. the, the guilt the hatred that repressed. Sure, aha. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, had um, apparently there was a whole like, plot point when um, Two Face and Riddler attack the mansion, right? And he wakes up with amnesia. All right. Which I know, and now you think, okay, well, that's that's an interesting thing that's mm. just completely deleted from the film. Mm-hmm. But when you put it back into the film, it would have actually have played out for like five minutes when he didn't remember he was Batman. Okay, <laughs> it seems so stupid <laughs> because it's after the, the the it's after that, but before like Robin turns up in, in mm-hmm. the costume. And in the film, that happens within like two seconds of you know, like he wakes up, solves the riddles, then like down to the the basement, finds that they've they've not managed to destroy all the bat stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Robin comes down. So right. in the film, it would have, it woke up, not remember he was Batman, and Alfred would have been gone. Like, no, seriously, here's the photos. Look, that's you there. <laughs> See the nipples there. Your nipples. And then he would, oh, hi, <laughs> Jesus, oh, hi, that's good. Um, solved the riddles, and then you know, what I mean, it, mm. it just seems like it was a, and that was how he gets to the whole thing that he's now choosing to be Batman instead of, I mean, that seemed to be almost lost in the film. Mm-hmm. This the Batman Forever thing. Um, Felt very tacked on in the final right. film. 
Yeah. You know, like, it never felt like, in the Keaton films, it never felt like a struggle mm-hmm. that he was, you know, fighting against being Batman. Mm-hmm. In any iteration I've seen, it's never been, he always has to make tough choices, but it doesn't feel like he's having to, he still choose. to me, he always chooses to be Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know, I just think it, uh. it's like, I don't know if it's, a, as I say, a product of the cuts that were made or not shot or what, but it, it doesn't feel that would have saved it. Right. What did you think to Val Kilmer or Bruce Wayne? Sorry, I don't know. I always kind of just want to compare it to Keaton, who I mean, is like uh, kind of perfect for me, but yeah. um, he seemed a bit more smarmy, maybe. That's what I mean. Uh, he did. Uh, he just, uh, if, I didn't think he was, didn't come across as a nice guy. I mean, like, and specifically in the scene when Edward Nigma approached him about his idea. Yeah. Right, okay, he's a dick. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a great idea, right? Okay, fair enough. But like Bruce Wayne's a wanker about it. Aye. He really does dismiss him. Mm-hmm. And okay, the bat signal goes and stuff like that, but you just get the... He just seem, feels like he's playing... Maybe, again, maybe this is him playing the rich, cocky mm. wank. Mm-hmm. Right? But then, that, again, we're comparing it to the Tim Burton films for the mere fact that We've got Alfred, uh, Michael Goff playing Alfred and Pat Hingle playing Commissioner yeah. That Those are the only two characters that are carried over. Uh-huh. So maybe if on its own merit, you could see that. I mean, you look at Christian Bale's thing, you know, trying to act the playboy or whatever. I guess it kind of works that way, but it's just not a very likable Bruce Wayne. Mm. And I mean, but I think Keaton pulled off the duality better because Bruce Wayne was still a good guy. Yeah. You know, it was a bit eccentric mm-hmm. and kooky, but mm. you didn't think you might punch him in the face. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As I think we said this in the first episode, but Keaton's got that unique ability of like the humour. Yeah. And yeah. The, like, a dark mm-hmm. humour. Mm-hmm. Um, able to pull that off. And an like, intensity as uh, well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I didn't feel that Kilmer had intensity in this film. You know what I mean? Mm. He played that kind of, you know, vapious kind of like playboy, like, as I say, wanker. But like when the, the scenes with Nicole Kidman's character, when he's going through his psychological repression, mm-hmm. it doesn't have, the intensity is not there. Aye. It feels very shallow. Yeah, definitely. Mm. What did you think about the choice of Joel Schumacher? <sighs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I have, to be honest, I haven't seen any of his other films. Right. Um, what was the other one he did? There was like a teen, teen film he made. Uh, oh, it's Almost Fire? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I've never seen right. that, so I don't know. Um, like, um, I wouldn't... Uh, other films has he made yeah one I noticed I just checked out his uh, filmography there right. he did that film Falling Down do you know that yeah Michael Douglas a mental breakdown yeah. goes a rampage which is quite gritty yeah but um, a lot of the other stuff is a bit more kind of um, light ostentatious and uh, theatrical maybe mm. um, Lost Boys have you seen that mm-hmm. uh, you made that right I have not seen that but you mean like the 80s film? Like yeah, that's a vampire. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's... I would say that's very. It's a very 80s film. It's kind of like an adult Goonies-esque right, okay. uh, type thing. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, that's all right. Mm. Um, but, I, I mean, uh, I guess the, the director of those films, I wouldn't have automatically said he's the man for the yeah. Batman films, mm. but... I mean, I don't like. I mean, well, I mean, Jay kind of says it himself. He knew, he knew what he was going into when you know he was mm-hmm. making these films. It wasn't like he thought he was making like amazing films. So maybe it was just here we'll pay all this money. Do what we say. 
pick yeah. as many characters in as you, you can get in mm. and we cut the toys mm. you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't know I mean I, I don't that that kind of that's not the impression necessarily gives in the special features or that watching them but like he does as I say say that he went in with his eyes open he knew what he mm-hmm. was going into aye um, he wasn't you know he wasn't making these films thinking they were like the best films ever or, yeah. or possible so I don't know I mean, we almost completely, we spoke about you, you know, about just skipping these films altogether. <laughs> so that tells you, I mean, what, uh, what you need to know about these films, I think. Uh, well, one thing I was thinking about watching them, uh, it's like an adult's perspective on a film that's for kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. We are not the kind of maybe the target audience. So is it kind of, is it kind of childish or in a way to, to kind of, totally rip them apart if they're, they're doing what they kind of intended to do I think it is on, on a film basis because I mean, we've spoken about many films you know we, we that's kind of what we do right so mm-hmm. like looking at it in that basis it's it to me it would appear that these films have been intended to sell toys right aye in action I mean literally and it happens in, in the in Batman and Robin as well they literally introduce a bat vehicle they reintroduce the, the yeah. bat wing to mm-hmm. be destroyed right and mm-hmm. it's like I mean, they spoke they speak about it in the commentary or something as well. It's like we have to. It's like almost like they had to put it in. Yeah, is that is actually a is an actual term that uh, Schumacher right. said they would never heard before? But the studio wanted to make the film. Well, this is Batman and Robin, but they had to make it toyetic. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's no other reason. I mean, they introduced the bat boat in the bat wing. Aye. Right. I mean, it just. <laughs> That's that. That's it. You know, I mean, that's what. What do you need them there for? Mm. You know, it's it's very. And I mean, again, they destroy the Batmobile, so <laughs> basically, so they can have a new Batmobile in the next one. Right. That's what it feels like, you know. <laughs> um, but as compared to the 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 Tim Burton films, sure, okay, and you know, in Batman Returns, we have Catwoman and Penguin, but I don't feel that's as. I don't think feel that that's solely aimed at like we want another character because it's not as if Catwoman has a cat bike or you know what yeah. I mean like okay the penguin has his thing but that kind of fits into the circuit you know it fits into the story nicely mm-hmm. you know what I mean whereas in Batman Forever it's just like oh, by sea or by water hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> it's kind of like um, just pick one mate you know yeah. it's a matter <laughs> I remember as well at like, the time the figures that came out they uh-huh. were, I felt they were really bad quality yeah yeah uh, I mean I never I never really like paid much attention to the actual at this point I was kind of like I wasn't really into buying the bat the things. I wanted right. I, to be honest. I thought the Batmobile looked quite cool, mm-hmm. the toy, and I would have got that had I been a little younger. But right. I'll probably show you mm. too old. But. I think I was still into it, kinda. But I, I mean, I would have bought Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't into it, like action figures. Yeah. I, I was very much a Power Rangers child, but um, I probably wasn't really into buying the Batman toys. Right. Um, I can't remember. I think at that different... point I was kind of into the animated series as well, so it was kind of right, like yeah. this was kind of fucking about my uh, my, my life a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if they changed manufacturer or something, but I just right. remember thinking, no, these are look like shit. They were badly designed. Yeah, and, so yeah. I mean, make a to- making a film that's basically to sell toys and then uh, making shit toys <laughs> seems like just like that. I mean, that that again, that's that's the basis I think that we've got to look at it on as a film, like yeah. When a film becomes an ad, I mean, they talk about like the old Transformers TV show of of literally being like, um, you know, 
an extended ad for toys. Right. No, it was. I mean, I, and I, and that was the original concept for it. But man, it's at least it's kind of honest a bit about it. And like, you're not watching. You don't like. You can watch those without thinking. Oh, here comes another one. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, such and such you know Transformers I've never seen that guy before what's going on <laughs> I mean it happened but it didn't happen like stupidly you know what I mean uh-huh. I don't know I don't know that's probably like compared to but it just feels like that. this feels like it's just an ad for toys yeah uh, but by the end of it I mean I'm not saying there wasn't a higher concept there to start with mm. but I don't know mm. and even like the characters like um, Sugar and Spice mm-hmm that are like two faces, like henchwomen, Aye. are completely underused. Yeah. What they, and, and that feels like straight out of the 60s show. Aye. You know what I mean? It's something, again, that they were trying to get so far away from with the Burton films. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's like, it's almost like the the, the, the bad guys in the old show when they'd have the name in the, the back of their shirts right and stuff now. like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like another character who's underused is Two Face as uh, well. Yeah, he's totally he putting the back one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think that's. Due to probably Jim Carrey's uh, star part at that well, point. Well, yeah, it's I mean, a the Riddler's film. Yeah, kinda, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I mean, I even remember the poster. I mean, yeah, it's like it's literally like Riddler's right, uh, right <laughs> at the front. You know what I mean? Batman's uh, kind of in the background, and he's he's there, but it's mm. like, I mean, people talk about Heath Ledger kind of stealing Dark Knight a bit, yeah. but this was kind of mm. the height of that. Even Jack Nelson didn't like. He's, I mean, don't get me wrong, he, he was really good in Batman, but he didn't steal that film. You know what I mean? You kind of mm. Keaton held his own in it. Yeah. You know. I I mean to to get ahead of it like um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones in, and like not have him really do anything mm-hmm. as a set for laugh maniacally. <laughs> I know it's so over the top as well. Isn't he? He's he's really uh, like, I guess it's like yeah. It's not like you. I mean that whole thing with Harvey Dent is meant to have like a kind of evil. Well, you know, a dark side. Mm. That's the whole kind of dichotomy of the character. But he just seems to be like. All complete. There's no kind of half and half. Yeah. It doesn't feel like he's split. Aye. It just feels like just he's... like gags about. Uh, am I just doing bad gags about like having two? Yeah, aye, aye, aye. He keeps uh, like, one liners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and it <laughs> seems. I mean, not to take it too seriously, but it kind of. Uh, don't kind of maybe give the character the respect it deserves, and this, mm-hmm. they don't. Do do the origin kind of show where he came from, like and the thing with the the coin. Yeah. There's, a, there's a scene where he just keeps flip, flipping the coin to get the right yeah, result. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, the whole thing is he's meant to like pay. I mean, again, the kind of twist in the Dark Knight a wee bit, but I mean, not to this extent. Mm. Um, but it's like he'll just keep flipping his coin until yeah. he gets the, the answer he wants to do. That's mm. not the character, you know what I mean? And I mean, I'll come back to it again when when we talk about Batman and Robin, but. I mean, I can't remember the name of the episode, but the episode in the animated series, even just the whole an- an- Batman animated series, yeah. they introduced Harvey Dent as a, a supporting character, yeah, yeah. as Bruce Wayne's friend, mm-hmm. who had like kind of some issues, and you know, and he was in a few episodes before eventually the big two-parter, mm-hmm. and I mean that 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 was handled like way more maturely, yeah, right, <laughs> and like the character, I mean, it was whole, I mean, as a kid, and even back now, it's like that's really deep you know what I mean yeah and I guess I mean I know they've got longer to introduce and stuff like that but it just felt like if a cartoon can do it right <laughs> you know what I mean mm. something that is deemed so sub aye like adult yeah I mean it really did and it was and the, the reveal at the end of the, the first part of that episode is basically you finally seeing 
Harvey Dent and his girlfriend or his fiance is there and like she's like trying to you know what I mean it's just it's mm-hmm. um, yeah another example of that is Mr. Freeze as well that's what I was going to uh, say when we found uh, out Batman yeah. Robin I mean that year the year Batman Robin came out they released the straight to video um, Batman Sub Zero okay which was I mean it wasn't up to par with like something like Heart of Ice from the mm. original series but it was, it was the same team that made like you know Batman animated series mm-hmm. and that wasn't even that good mm. compared to, to compared to something like Mask of the Phantasm or something like that but it it still it was still ten times better than yeah Batman Robins Mr mm. Freeze and I mean that was commented in the reviews mm. at the time <laughs> like you know if, again there's a straight to video like animated movie here that's doing yeah. better <laughs> for like a quarter a fraction of the budget probably that's it um, um, I guess that's just the, kind of the genius of the animated series like how it was able to yeah. do like a kid's show but with real weight and heft mm-hmm. to, yeah uh, uh, I mean, it's a lesson. A lesson to it is. I mean, that's it. Uh, I mean, we could do a whole I mean, series of podcasts on yeah. that. I mean, <laughs> uh, alone the animated mm. series, but no, I definitely. I'm. I mean, that's kind of there's elements that I think Nolan brings in from from that. Mm-hmm. You know, because like obviously, Batman. It's meant like superhero films are meant to be kids' films, right? And that's yeah. what you're saying with the Batman films stuff mm. like that. But like, and I know like the Nolan films are twelves, but you know, the, so are the Spider-Man films. Mm-hmm. Um, but like kids can still go and watch that and enjoy it yeah but there's so many more levels to it mm-hmm. you know what I mean just like there was with animated series mm-hmm. it's like I'm glad they kind of finally realised it mm-hmm. even with some of the like, the Marvel films they've done recently they've, they, I mean they're still selling toys with those films you know what right. I mean yeah they're, st- they're still managing to sell toys off the back of them mm-hmm. but they're actually quite mature films if you yeah. know what I mean but there you go what did you think of the Nicole Kidman's character Bit uh, tacked on, pointless. Yeah, aye, totally. <laughs> I mean, uh, again, it gets worse when we go back. Oh, yeah. Robin, but um, um, she, what's she even? I don't even know what she's there for. I know it's like the female, kind of mm, lead. Um, I guess it was kind of to be dealing with the whole psychological trauma mm, and repression that he's got. But I don't know. It just it just seemed the like, so that he could pull off one liners. Mm. You know. She doesn't seem very professional either. Right. You know, firing the bat signal to get him to come to oh, the PlayStation mm-hmm. then flashing some cleavage at him. <laughs> you know? In the animated series, she would be a villain. You know, yeah. that's, what, that's how bad it is. Introduction of Robin, how do you think that was handled? For one, do you, do you feel Robin was too old? Too, too, uh, portrayed too old? Uh, I, I, no, I thought it was alright. I didn't mm. really have a problem with age. Um, I didn't have it at the time, certainly. As, uh, I guess, I mean, in the context of the film, it's probably the last thing I would change. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I could change anything about it, it's probably not the, the top of my list. Mm. No, I mean, Chris O'Donnell's okay. He's likeable enough. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely more like, like more likeable than Val Kilmer, I think, oh, than, yeah. as Bruce Wayne. Um, the, the, like, changing it to be Two-Face is a controversial, maybe. Sure, but I guess it's it's the, what they did with the Joker. It I guess they're well, right. trying to do uh, that kind of similar thing. Um, and I guess it's just like I don't know. It's, it's anything they can tie to their main characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give us Two Face something else to do, didn't it? Really? That's it. Yeah. <sighs> really, I mean, it's his plan is kind of a bit like mental. It's like, oh, you guys are all the rich folk. Who can afford to go to the circus? Um, <laughs> and like, one of yous must ken who Batman is. Right. Mm. So I'm going to kill these folk unless you tell me. Mm. I mean, what does that? What, what, what does his logic come for? 
<laughs> you know, that just it seems a bit kind of odd. Um, in this film, we get the introduction of I don't know what the character's name, but that stupid news woman. Um, let's try. I always try to get a story for Bruce oh, Wayne, aye, aye. who carries the to Batman and Robin. That woman is vile. <laughs> I always remember, like way back, like even when I, I thought the film was alright when I was younger. It's like uh-huh. I still didn't like her then. Right, okay. I'm not just like go away. <laughs> <laughs> aye, see, I think I did quite like it at the time as well. I mean, um, it, I, I remember. I think it was slightly disappointing coming coming <laughs> off Batman Returns, but I did. I was excited for the VHS coming out at Christmas time, I think. See, so, I mean, I do uh, remember, I'm, I'm the same, I, I do have like fond memories yeah. of it. I remember uh, there was different places, I think the first time I experienced this, if you buy it at uh, Menzies, you get a t-shirt. Oh, right. oh, yeah, yeah, you did the question uh, mark with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the finale in this one? We've spoke about the, the finale in the last two. Um, Climax, if you will. What exactly happens again? Exactly. It's a while since we've seen them. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, like, well, they, they break into the mansion, they kidnap Chase. Right. Nicole Kidman's character. And um, they fire away. Like, I mean, they get leave them a series of riddles. I can't okay. quite remember. I think that's before they actually know who he is. But then they, they go to his big island where he's got a big one of his brain boxes on the top of it. Mm. And they fly out. Well, Batman flies in the Batwing. He gives a thumbs up to Commissioner Gordon, who's in the top of the, <laughs> the GCPD, yeah. and he shouts to him, "Go, go!" <laughs> Batman comes back, Rune stops the plane, jumps, and goes, "What, pal?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so he flies and Robins in the boat, and then that gets blown up the mines. Anyway, they get to the island, right? And then they climb up inside it, and Robin almost kills Two Face, knocks mm. him off the side of the island, but he doesn't. He saves him because Batman's right. tell him. That's going to make you feel any better. Mm. You know what I mean? You want to get him in the flare, storing his balls a bit about half a dozen times. That'll do it. You know what I mean? That'll make you feel a bit better at least. And then Batman gets inside and uh, the Riddler's there who's changed costume again and made oh. his hair all funny. Aye. Um, don't know, that always seemed weird to me. Because <laughs> uh, he's just there. He's there two seconds ago. Then he's, he's away and changed his, and made his hair all way. But it's longer as well, which Aye. I don't think that's possible. But anyway... Um, and then he's he's asked to make the choice between Bruce Wayne's squeeze right. and Batman's partner, okay. who's just had for right. half an hour. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that literally is like I mean the the old TV show, the sexy TV show. Robin was only there to get caught right. most of the time, <laughs> um, and like this, Justin Donald's done it for half an hour, and that's him caught. Anyway, um, and that's when he gives a big speech about being both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Right. Mm. And he catches them, so he does. Because did you? He can save he them both, can he? Oh, right. right. Well, he's Batman. Aye. He's got another toys. <laughs> <clears throat> he's got anti faultier death spray. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it. They fight Two Face. He gets knocked into the. Remember, he flicks his coin to decide mm-hmm. who's if he's going to shoot him. Mm. Um, at which point he says, "Oh, thanks, Bruce. You were always such a good friend." Mm. Which we've seen none of. There's no kind of implied friendship before this point um, and Batman flings hundreds of coins at him right oh aye mm. and then he flies mm-hmm. um, and then we see oh yeah we Batman smashes the thing up above 
the right. riddler and it goes into his brain. Oh, okay, yeah. And then he ends up in Arkham Asylum, first appearance of Arkham mm-hmm. in, in these any any movie. Um and he thinks he's Batman. That's kinda it. Right. Isn't it? Yeah. Then Batman and Robin run towards oh, the, the camera by the bat signal. <laughs> which seems a bit odd. I don't know. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. That's, I can't remember what's happening. Commissioner Gordon's standing behind it going, uh, Go! Go! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. To me, the only... The only... Again, we've said it like... One of the only two characters that carries it through all the way through these films. To me, is the only reason worth watching these films. Like Michael Goff's oh, Alfred. Yeah. He is Alfred, isn't he? That's, he feels definitely like... Mm-hmm. Um, the quintessential Alfred. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's a plus point for this film, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Any thing else to add, Gary? Um, I mean, the film opens up with a fucking McDonald's joke. Right. Drive through. Oh, well, well, yeah, sandwich, sir. <laughs> well, it's all right. It's a bit cheesy, but you're like, that's a valid question. You know what I mean? Yeah. Batman eats too. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll get drive through. Yeah. I'll get drive through. <laughs> Fuck off, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know they were doing... I mean, they, when when they did the Michael Keaton films, right, the Tim Burton films, there was an ad, a McDonald's ad, with Batman right. going through the drive-thru in the bat in the bat Oh, that's Surely we had our fill up Batman McDonald's jokes from that alone. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's what you need. You don't need to do it again. Mm-hmm. But is it as the first line from Batman in the film? Yeah. It really sets the tone, doesn't it? It does. It's downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Don't, I don't think I'll ever watch this film again, to be honest. Uh... <sighs> I don't know. Uh... I mean, I got the, the the box set, the four of the the yeah. films, and just a completest in me. I guess I got mm-hmm. them, but nah, I, I don't see me. I've, and I haven't watched the commentary, so I could see me revisiting that just right, to okay. pff, just get it out, out and never Aye. have to watch it again. But nah. But then I don't know. Maybe maybe kids will still enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, It'll be a, a fascinating historical document in the escalation of what was it toy. Centric Toyetic Toyetic Aye. films There you go So Yeah That's I mean It just has no charm I mean the The six, The Batman the movie In the 60 series Is sure. campy But uh, It's hard to hate In and, a way uh, uh, Definitely I mean <laughs> Like oh, You just need um, Adam West And Burt Ward <laughs> As Batman and Robin On screen Pounding their fists Yeah Like you know Like you know that and you're just like oh man this is it's your childhood and, and I mean not even our it was way before our childhood but still part of our childhood yeah Um, and you're just like ah it's alright yeah they'll sort it out won't they it doesn't matter it's all good even with Cesar Romero standing there in his Joker makeup still spotting his moustache <laughs> you know what I mean? you can still just go oh, it's alright it'll be fine yeah now coming back to the 60s show we're talking about um we're talking about Riddler performances. Mm-hmm. I still feel that uh, was it Frank Gershon? Gershon, is it? Gershon, yeah. That he was. I, I'd still he was say that the quintessential Riddler. He was. I think so. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? As I'd say that Carey's maybe channeling him a wee bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As he's jump about and even like the kind of what he's wearing. Mm-hmm. I guess that was maybe the Riddler look at the time. But um, I think he takes a lot of inspiration from that performance because he was very kind of kinetic. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's also that kind of tough guy. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, sort of a persona mm-hmm. to him as well. 
sort of song like a like something that a film noir. Like yeah, I was just thinking that like yeah. a gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. going to ask like, who they played, who they play, like you know that mm-hmm. kind of character. No, I'll give you a say. Um, just a wee side note, but I really like Frank Gorshin's performance. I think that's all we can say on Batman Forever. Thankfully, only other thing I noted: this was a mas- massive financial success. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it was like a hundred hundred mil budget, made like three hundred thirty six yeah. and a half. Um, box office. <sighs> See, I didn't hate it when it came out. Yeah, I don't necessarily hate it now. I'm just a bit impartial mm. about it. It's just kind of. Yeah, it's not something I want to watch. If I'm going to watch a Batman film, mm. it's not going to be in my top first, top five of picks. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, well, sometimes that's misleading, as it doesn't necessarily equate to the film being loved. Sure, it's just like if a film's a big event, people go to see it. Well, I mean, coming off the back, uh, as I was saying about Batman Returns, like coming off the back of Batman, yeah, and then Batman Returns, I don't think there's anybody who'd like Batman who wouldn't have went and seen this film. Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's. Sometimes you just have to roll with the punches. You know, it's like the Star Wars films when they release the prequels. Right. Everyone bitches and moans about them, but every everyone, every Star Wars fan <laughs> that went and seen it, and plus some, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So you're still going to go on. Yeah, I mean, if they release a new one now, even knowing what they did, you know how people feel about the prequel films, mm. people would still go and see them. Yeah, well, they're doing 3D, aren't they? Yeah, well, that's uh, it. Uh, I, I mean, that's... okay, Batman and Robin. Right. Okay. 1997 I believe mm-hmm. two years later and it couldn't get much worse you'd think wouldn't it <laughs> well to be fair when we watched this Gary we were about 10 minutes in and I think both of us were more engaged in this film oh, yeah. than we had been in Batman Forever indeed it's far more charming could say uh, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like kind of and I mean, we both kind of threw it right out there. The I mean, and it's something that I knew in retrospect, but you realise even more looking at it now, the inspirations that have come from the the sixties show. Mm-hmm. It's it's full on here. Yeah. Um, but a thing that I think that you'd said when we were watching was it's far too long. That's it. To, to be like to be that you know if you're going to yeah. go that you can't hold it up for that long. <laughs> I this is the only second time I'd seen this film, and the first half an hour, it's, I think it's fairly enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I was quite I was kind of getting into it. There's, a, there's actually probably not necessarily more one-liners in this than there was in okay. Batman. You know, Batman Forever was trying to be kind of dark and kind of, but it seemed to have these, like, you know, the same kind of bad one-liners, but this didn't seem to have necessarily more. Mm. It just was all there and everything else around it was a bit yeah. more fantastical, but... Yeah, I mean, if it's going to go kind of balls to the wall, like, total fun, entertaining ride, I'm prepared to go with that as long as it, it, it works. Mm-hmm. And it works... For maybe if this was maybe eighty minutes long, yeah, I think it would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it kind of doesn't know when to stop, and I mm. it just kind of keeps going. Drags it out. Um, I mean, the thing that kind of always I was I think I said to you at the time I don't know whether you agreed <clears throat> when we were watching it, but it feels like the, all the kind of Batman Robin stuff when they're you know out fighting seems very like high fantasy campy, right? And then they go back to the Wayne Manor mm-hmm. and it's Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson and Alfred mm-hmm. and that stuff seems far more grounded okay, and yeah. a little more serious yeah but seems it's weird looking back on it now because it's it's almost like this like world that completely doesn't exist when they're in the Batman you know uh, suits bat suits mm-hmm. um, you know it's, all, it's completely more or less CG and you know it's not set in the real world and then they go to Wayne Manor and it's this like country estate right, yeah. it, it just that the look of it that 
which feels weird to me when I'm watching it. Um, as I say, like, you could probably cut all that stuff out. Right, eh? <laughs> You know what I mean? And as you say, kept it like 80 minutes, 80, 90 minutes kind yeah. of thing. Um, and it, it would probably work better in retrospect. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, Josh Clooney made the kind of good point that you've done the dark side of it. Where do you go? Do you want to just repeat that? Mm-hmm. And or just kind of one way to go is just to do a much more lighthearted take on it. Mm-hmm. So that that's fair enough. And I, I mean, think the studio kind of was wanting a more kind of like oh, I, yeah, I mean, that's... even more kind of family friendly mm-hmm. version. That was the thing um, I meant to say about the Batman Forever. Like Joel Schumacher went into Batman Forever, like trying to make a living comic book, right? You know, mm. all the colors and stuff like that. Aye. But I think when it came to this, even he said like you know that was what they were wanting was just like a kind of family fun yeah batman film and i guess that's kind of what we've got mm-hmm. I, I feel that the, the the thing that pulls that drags these films down forever and batman robin the most is the link the links and the ties to the burton films the, the fact that it's meant to be a continuation of that right. universe mm-hmm. you know that, that that's what's implied Aye. it's part of the same franchise you know what i mean if they had, if, if batman and robin had been like a reboot mm-hmm. you know or like batman forever even you know I think, I mean, I guess they didn't want to leave it much longer. I mean, in 92, I think Batman Returns when they left it to 95. I guess they wouldn't have wanted to wait much longer with the kind of cash cow that it was. But if it had been billed more as a kind of a new start, I mean, the, the reboot hadn't really happened much. Aye. It was more, you know, I mean, like, I think Batman Begins was actually the biggest, the big kind of, in recent memory, the kind of reboot, mm-hmm. you know, when that became fashionable. Um but I think that may may have let it be its own thing, right? Yeah, you know I think I think that hurts this and makes it look worse looked on because mm. it's still meant to be part of the the same franchise. Possibly, I mean it was always going to be compared to them. Mm-hmm. Just going to come and do oh, it. Oh sure, left, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, what do you, what do you think of Clooney? I, I I like George Clooney. I do like, yeah. um, as an actor. Uh, I think he's Bruce Wayne's far better than Bob yeah. Kilmer it's not it's not it's completely different from Michael Keaton there's no comparison there but um, he's a much more likeable person definitely yeah uh, even his Batman's like still fairly charismatic you know what I mean yeah yeah um, guy's just smooth mm-hmm, definitely <laughs> oozes charisma <laughs> definitely yeah yeah um, and I mean I don't know he just, just, just comes across as a, a good guy yeah like he's the kind of if you're Robin he's the kind of like millionaire guy you'd want to get to anyway you know what I mean <laughs> he just seems like he'll take you like for a drink you know what I mean but not in a gay way <laughs> maybe in a gay way well Robin's older in this f- f- film so probably a gay way right. um, <laughs> which is fine <laughs> I guess we we never really did the plot for this Gary so oh, I didn't. guess you could cut this cut this in <laughs> do you give us a bit of a plot outline Gary for this film I don't th- uh, I can't even remember the plot I don't think it has much of a plot I mean really like Mr. Freeze has a, a scheme to freeze everybody. Right. You've got the Poison Ivy story. What's that? I can't remember her motivation. Um, I think she, she discovers that, that guy doing weird experiments on people and giving them and, and turns that guy into Bane. All right, aye. Um, with the, the, po- the venom that she's helped synthesise but didn't really know she was helping to do it. Um, and she tells him to stop doing that. Right. And then he, quotation marks, kills her by throwing plants on top of her. <laughs> that seemed a bit kind of weak, but um, and she comes back as Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, 
we should tear down Gotham City and let the plants Oh, right, right. Mm. And I, I remember she, she goes to, um, like, Bruce Wayne meets him uh, at that press conference in the observatory, and it's like, she makes some valid points. Some, You know, she's she's kind of almost balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, for once, he, like, well, not like in the last film with Edward Enigma, he doesn't totally dismiss her. He's just like, actually, we do do a lot for, you mm. know, like, you know, the, the green cause, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and she seems a bit kind of like, no, I don't care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you rip everything. You know, she doesn't seem very reasonable, so my point is. Um, so you don't have much sympathy for her character. You do a wee bit at the beginning, but eventually she just becomes like a temptress for Batman Robin. Yeah. You know, it seems to just be there to cause conflict between them. Mm. Um, yeah, Poison Ivy's more, um, one of the more kind of extreme villains, like uh, stretching the kind of mm-hmm. limits of reality uh, love dust and sure. uh, things like that mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr Freeze what do you think? yeah I mean it's fine it's just too much that's what I said before like, mm-hmm. um, I mean the one liners are, are, are okay at that point but uh, after you've there's too, like, yeah. too many um, again I mean like, all you ha- I guess in this, the context of this film you can't really compare it to but like something like the episode Heart of Ice yeah. from the animated series Aye. it's just like that. it could have been so good I know that's the thing yeah it could um, have been so tragic and so I mean they try it they keep the, the kind of because I think animated series is where they come up with the origin for Mr Freeze the modern day origin okay. where the Nora his wife yeah. um, being frozen because she's ill or whatever right um, so they keep that side of things but you don't really get much of a I mean even have even pour over the the frosted tear, okay, that he has near the end, yeah, which is right out the ending of Heart of Ice, but mm-hmm. it actually meant something in that, yeah. Whereas this, it's just I don't know, it just feels aye. Again, Freeze is one of the more the like, extreme mm-hmm. end of the villains, mm-hmm. um, but at least he's kind of well, he's kind of based in science, I guess. Yeah, it's, he's he's like a villain who has sort of an understandable motivation to mm-hmm. some point. Mm-hmm. It's not a uh, strictly for personal gain or crime or just messing with Batman mm-hmm. um, so it's it's an interesting character um, but they didn't quite yeah, they it feels choose like, to do anything with it really mm-hmm. it feels like he's kind of his, his motivation is totally lost mm. except for a few scenes that still yeah. uh, don't really hit home aye you know um, don't know I mean Arnie's alright again he's usually pretty likeable in films mm. I don't know. I didn't need them in my Batman film, I don't think. Aye. I think it was a case of... A lot of folk wanted to be in these films, didn't they? Yeah, point. that's the thing I was going to say. It was maybe a case of, right, Arnold Schwarzenegger wants to be in a Batman movie. What, who can he play? Rather than, like, we're going to do Mr Freeze, who's the perfect person to I play mean, that. why couldn't he have played Bane? Mm. He has the accent. Bane's meant to right. be like... Kind of, well, he's not meant to be from, like, yeah, he was a... Austria. Austria. He's not meant to, but he's meant to be like a South American, so he's yeah. got an accent. Mm. Um, and he's he's usually plays he's usually pretty muscle bound. Aye, could have easily pulled off like a good, like a smart evil Bane. Speaking of Bane, <laughs> I mean, like, talk about like bastardized characters. Aye, um, I mean, like almost, almost like compared to Bane, I almost don't care what they did with, my, with Mr. Freeze. It's sort of right, isn't it? It's not bad. <laughs> mm. At least he still had a freeze gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Um, why did they even bother putting them in? Exactly. It could have been any. I think it was Benjamin. to do with the nightfall thing at that time. Yeah, like, to, it wasn't long after in. the the nightfall um, thing, but um, again, again, a character that did like again we could fucking tout it all day, but in the animated series they actually did justice to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not maybe went as far as the uh, the the comics, but the guy that can't, doesn't even talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just growls. Aye. And part of Bane's character is his intelligence. That's the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, he, he orchestrates in the comics the whole... Like, he's like, the best way to take this guy down, Batman, mm. put him up against everyone, mm-hmm. and then I'll get him when he's his weakest. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit dirty, but it's like... It's clever, and he figures out who Batman is as well in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have him go from like this, like, kind of genius strategist... Yeah. To being, like, a guy who can knock down walls, and that's <laughs> it, and wears a, like... A fedora hat like, t- as a disguise, <laughs> but he's still got the gimp mask on. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. It's it, it really feels feel sorry for that character. You know, it's a bit of a mm. thing. But anyway, it was more enjoyable, I'd say, than Batman Forever. W- watching it again, I think this was the first time I'd seen it all the way through since the first time I, right, okay. second time I seen it. I saw uh, the cinema back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I definitely had more fun with this. Mm-hmm. Than Batman Forever for at least the first like forty to fifty yeah, minutes, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. say it did start to kind of drag on. It's, I mean, it's one hundred and twenty-five minutes. Yeah, I mean, there's no need for mm. that at all. I mean, Batman Forever was one hundred and twenty-two minutes. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, but I mean, oh, actually, we need to cover Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl. Mm. Talk about the most unnecessary addition. <laughs> Character wise, <laughs> this is like the equivalent of the fucking Batwing at the end of Batman Forever. <laughs> I mean, there's no point. I mean, Alfred's meant to be dying, Aye. and his niece comes. Hmm. I mean, first of all, like, back, like, it's obviously it's like we need a quick way to get Batgirl into this story, right? Yeah, and it's like we can't have her as Barbara Gordon, hmm. let's have her as Barbara, whatever her name is. It's not Pennyworth, but it's just like we didn't need it. Yeah, well, I think Schumacher had said that he was wanting to kind of appeal to the female audience. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, again, at least Silverstone was kind of at the peak of her yeah. career at that point. Mm. A sharp peak. Um, but I don't know, it's just fine then. Have her in it, that's fine, have her in it, but don't have two villains. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or three villains that are in it, mm. technically. I don't know, it's just... Seems seems a bit cash in again with the whole thing. It doesn't feel like they're appealing to the, the female thing because I mean the only thing that you think oh she's you know she's kind of a what's the word girl power okay. you know um, is when she rides the motorbikes and races in the motorbikes but right. even then she needs Robin to save her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Although, does she not take out poison ivy at one point? Oh, die! But I mean, <laughs> she knocks her back into one of her big flowers. All oh, right. <laughs> no, again, that, that, I mean, there's, there's so many one-liners in that scene, right? You know, that's just like I don't know if she's needed, Gary. Is what I'm Aye. saying. What, what do you mean? Feel free. You know, what's your opinion on it, Gary? I know what you're saying. It, there's definitely too many characters in it, but it seems kind of redundant to say that because we know why you're there. Mm, um, don't know what else to say. Nah, I mean, let's just wrap this up because right. uh, I think I've said. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's not as if we're the first people to have these opinions. Mm. As I say, we did. 
I, I think we both agree that um, before before we watched these films, I would have said that well, Batman Robin is the worst one. Yeah, like, out, of the, out of the four like mm-hmm. Burton films and the Schumacher films. Mm. Whereas now I would say actually I'd rather watch that mm. before I'd watch, you know, Batman Forever. Yeah, again. Well, hmm. I think overall Batman Forever is probably a better film. Even Batman Robin is a bit more enjoyable. That mm-hmm. point, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I get what you're saying. Uh, uh, yeah. um, but forced to watch one, you know, I'd, I'd mm. probably say I could easily sit through Batman and Robin. Can I just switch off? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't want to watch either of them again. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever watch Batman and Robin again either in the near mm. future. Anyway. Nah, yeah, I mean. If some of the younger members of my family ever come to me and mm. are like, this is on, I want to watch it. Right, aye. Uncle Simon or Dad Simon <laughs> or... I mm. would say, all right, I'll watch it then. Right, aye. But there you go. So, we'll wrap this okay. episode of our special Bat Pods up. Looking forward to the next one, Gary. Mm-hmm. Going to be looking at the the Nolan films. Right. Nolan franchise as a whole, really. We're going to... Pre- give our thoughts on Batman Begins and The Dark Knight and have a wee quick look forward to Dark Knight Rises, which releases pretty soon. Actually, by the time you hear these, it'll probably be the week of release. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, guys, thanks very much. Uh, thanks for listening. I've been Simon. And I've been Gary. And I've also been Simon. Well, join us, same bat time, same bat podcast.